1: that's hyperthetical. H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.
0: Well, hey there, Please Advise Nation. Don't forget that we are normally a call-in show and that we do not exist unless you call in. So call us, 323-450-7408, or email your voice notes. Just go to your iPhone, go to voice memos, record your question like it's a voicemail, and email it to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Again, the phone number to call is 323-450-7408. You can call anytime you want and leave a voicemail or email a voice note or a letter, preferably a voice note, to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Thank you so much, you guys. Back to the show. Hey, Please Advise Nation. Today we have something a little bit different for you. If you are a subscriber to the Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon page, you've already heard this episode because I recorded it for you. But I also think that it's important for Please Advise Nation to hear what happens when you spend the entire day in a country club in suburban Maryland getting advice from a hack matchmaker who's obsessed with money. And you're really only there to see Chris Souls from The Bachelor. Well, I'll back it up. My friend Amy Kaufman, who you know is a former guest on the pod and the soon-to-be author of a book about The Bachelor, was there to see Chris Souls. And I was along for the adventure and because I like to torture myself. To clarify, I was not there to get actual dating advice as much as I was there to witness this freak show in person and use it to create content for you guys and nightmares for myself. So I hope you enjoy Amy and I's recap where we got the worst advice ever for like eight hours straight and that y'all don't use any of these tips to find love because they won't work. We'll be back with a regular episode next week. So until then, enjoy. Guys, okay, we are recording an episode of Emotionally Broken Psychos that's actually very special to me today, Um, because we just got back from a matchmaking event in suburban Maryland, where we, roughly 25 minutes outside of Baltimore, I would say, Um, and it was held at a, a country club by this woman <laughs> named Susan, and I, I don't even know her last name, like how do you, you knew her last name. Do you want me to say it? Should we say it? I do it's up to you. I'm just gonna say she's a matchmaker named Susan and she hates pets. She doesn't think, just say something. It's like she has a YouTube video, just look like Susan matchmaker pets. Um, my guest today is the person who inspired this trip, who is a total batchhead, who knows everything about the series and is currently writing a book, Amy Kaufman. Hey girl, hi.
1: Oh, hey, and thank you for coming along with me on this weekend adventure to well, Maryland.
0: First of all, I love any excuse to get out of Los Angeles. I love airports, like The Terminal, like the movie The Terminal. Um, I will do anything for a freak show. Like, I love a random...
1: Oh, and a freak show it was.
0: Yeah, like, I. I it was... Okay.
1: Um, we, we've made, like, an extensive list of notes because we have so many things to cover. So, first of all, let's just explain what this is. Basically... I follow Chris Soules on Instagram. Chris Soules is a former Bachelor. He was Prince Farming, the guy who had a farm in Iowa, and it said that he paid to Whitney. Right. They made it all of two months. Yeah. Um, It said that he was going to be hosting a matchmaking dating boot camp in Maryland, and it was open to the public. And so, for the book, I thought for a fee. Oh, yeah, you have to pay to attend. It was open to the public for free. That's Wags, by the way.
0: Wags, can I please give you your Kong or whatever it is you want over here? I can't handle you just begging. Do you understand what I've gone through today? <laughs> um, okay. What do you want, though? Can I pick you up and... Ow! What are you doing? Can I pick you up and lead you to it? Oh, you want the bagel. Can I give him this fucking bagel? Are you uh, eating this? You can give it to him. I just am not, I'm not dealing with this. He I, just ate his food. I know, but we're podcasting, and I'm just going to appease this little brat because I don't have time to retrain him. Okay, so listen, Um, it was open to the public. Continue on. I'm going to cut all that from it. Um. So yeah, so the dating
1: boot camp was open to the public, and we thought, well, I thought, I'm going to go to this and write about it, you know, in terms of like all the crazy different things that the Bachelor contestants do after they're off the show to make money. Um, and malls, I don't really... Malls is just down for the count, basically.
0: Yeah, I'll do anything that's, like, a seminar, or anything weird where I can just, like, people watch. Um, so can we, like, set the stage a little bit more just to say that we're here in Baltimore for just 24 hours. We're doing that Emotionally Broken Psychos meetup tonight at a bar that I've heard is great. And... Um, we flew in last night, barely ate all day, barely... Or the food we got at this restaurant was terrible. We wake up somehow because, remember, take into account, guys, daylight savings, so we're technically four hours behind everyone else. We show up a little bit late to this mash making thing. We get there. And- <laughs>
1: By the way, like, everyone's seated. And we're like, oh, hi, sorry. Hi. Like, Yeah. And we look... I would say 10 years younger than the average
0: participant. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say there was a ton of natural beauties in the room. <gasps> what? I'm not being... I mean, come on. That's basically what you're saying anyway. No, Look, I'm just saying we looked younger than them. There was a woman at the table across from us. I'm not saying that they weren't beautiful women. It just seemed like a lot of people in there had had a tough life.
1: There were, like, only 17 women.
0: They were wearing their stories on their faces. Okay. And, like, the woman across from us... Okay, Amy's like, how old do you think she was? And I was like, I don't know, like 53? And you were like, you think she's 53? I was like, what? Just fucking tell me, how old is she? Guys, she's 36 years old. There is a 36-year-old running around Baltimore or somewhere who looks like she is 52. It was the strangest thing.
1: Okay, so so we walk into this country club, and it's basically... A room overlooking the golf course or whatever.
0: It's similar to the brownstone.
1: Okay, yes. True. Oh, so true. And so we sit down and Susan... We've said her name, right? Yeah. And Susan is already um, sort of... She's begun on her PowerPoint presentation. Now, please, Malls, regale me with some of her finest tips.
0: Okay, so there was a lot and I tweeted them and I'm just going to pull some right from my Twitter right now because I want to make sure I remember them, but... Okay, do we want to get into, like, the superficial tips, or do we want to start telling anecdotes?
1: Well, she was very, you know, of course, because we we're dating in 2017, dating online was a big thing. Yes. So, um, she had some tips about how to maximize your dating profile.
0: Number one, no pictures of your pets. No pictures with your friends, because the guys will probably find your friends more attractive than you. Um, and... If you have kids or, like, if you have a niece or a nephew, no pictures with your niece or your nephew. Like, she said, it's not important that these guys know what's important to you. She literally said that. You will tell them in time what is important (laughs) to you. Um, She gave no sort of guidelines on, like, how... My biggest thing with online dating is just, like, how people get in these, like, pen pal relationships, and I think it's disgusting and strange. Like, just meet up for a coffee. Like, why do you have to write each other letters? Like... Like, we live in another time, and then by the time you guys meet each other and you're not attracted, you've wasted your whole life. Um,
1: But the animals thing got... That kind of... That was the biggest point of consternation, like, in the whole day, I would say.
0: Because I said... I said to... What if you don't want to date a guy that doesn't like dogs? And she goes, that's part of the superficial. Because when you... She has a... Who
1: doesn't love animals, right? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I said... Because... And then the woman next to her was like, I love my dog, too. This this new local newscaster, who I guess is, like, homegirls with her, was, like, like really backing her up and also, like, asking all the questions that Susan, when she was kind of, like, flopping, like, the woman would be like, but Susan, speak to the facts." Yes. blah, blah, blah. So, like, she was constantly propping her up. So... The woman was like, well, I mean, I'm an I'm an animal person, too. But at the end of the day, she's just like, you don't need to put it in your profile. Some guys just don't like dogs. And I look at her, I'm like, that's a sign of being a sociopath. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, of course, like, you and I both agreed once we got back. If anything, dogs on our profile pictures have led to, like, easier conversations. Almost every deserves. message I get. Yes. Maybe this
1: is a problem, but it's like, like, Riggins is pretty cute. Or like, you know, whatever. Yeah.
0: You have your dog's name in your profile.
1: Yeah, because I'm like, my dad's name is Riggins because he's handsome and rebellious.
0: Oh, got it. So I think that's, like, funny. It is funny. But I
1: guess Susan would disagree.
0: Oh, Susan would deeply disagree. Yeah. I actually just wanted to give her my Tinder at one point and be like, Susan likes Tinder, by the way.
1: Yeah, I wanted to give her mine and be like, honey, she's going to be like, honey, these are not rep- representative of your weight. And I'd be like, that's exactly the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did say a lot of things like... um, you know like about how to best appeal, like number one, so she oh. she would go talk about her clients, right? And she had this one woman who was I think fifty eight or fifty two or something, and she had another client, a very very wealthy man from South Carolina, um, who was sixty eight years old. and like their like love connections started ultimately because he saw this profile picture of her. So she cuts, she puts up the profile picture. It's like a woman who's, like, you know, deep into her 50s. Actually, she said she was 60. Yeah. Oh, she was 60 years old. Yeah. One one sleeved asymmetrical shirt. Like a a silk, shiny red shirt. Like, it's one of those things where I'm not sure where you would buy something like that.
1: Like, Like in the store that the the New Jersey housewives shop in. Posh? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, maybe posh, or I was thinking, like... The sexy section at J.C. Penney, like the kind of like grown sexy, <laughs> to, to quote another Bachelor uh, couple. But, um, but so she. So anyway, let's finish the story with the with the woman. Well, I mean, there was a there was a, a lot to it. But, like, basically, you have to be in a colorful top. You, man- she loves colors,
1: and this is where malls comes in.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, but I have the best sweater in the room, you guys. It was, like, a teal Tory Burch sweater I got at Nordstrom Rack. With a lemon on it. And, with a lemon on it. And the lemon was, like, where, like, the small alligator would go in a Lacoste shirt. So it was, like, not a gigantic lemon on my tit, but there was a lemon on my tit. Um, this woman, like...
1: So, so she, wait, wait, she, so she singled you out, and she was, like... I love your color by the way.
0: She goes like she goes, You need a bright color. For example, like that. Like that one right there and she's pointing to me. She goes, That's a great sweater. A guy would catch you in that. Now I don't I also, like, don't know if we're really going for the same types of guys or if that is a universal rule. I really want people out there, if you're a guy listening to this, are you attracted to Yeah, we're probably, women? like, idiots. Are you attracted to women in brighter colors? Because my question, I feel like most of the guys I go for are like like, a chicer woman who's going to be wearing, like, all black. All Although, black. I, I, as someone who wears literally exclusively all, ba- all black, like,
1: guys are often, like... Wow, all black again. Like, creative. Oh, so, yeah. I
0: mean... Yeah, you're right. You know? And I also... I have the wardrobe of, like, Harriet the Spy. Like, I always joke about that because I my entire closet is just, like, colorful, patterned shit. Um, so, I, I knew I was going to do great with this woman in that regard. But- she also does
1: not want you to sex it up in your pics. She was not down for a bikini pic. In fact, she said that when she talks to women who pose in bikinis or similar mm-hmm. lo- revealing stuff in their pictures she wants to shake them and say have a little respect for yourself get
0: some respect uh, get some self-respect it was like really like it was first of all because you can't respect yourself if you're wearing a bikini i think that was maybe the first time i broke i broke twice like i definitely <laughs> we definitely laughed like you had one that like i think she was floored like what I was it she, I forget what it, I forget what it was you laughed at, but you laughed so. I don't do a subtle laugh. Hard, like, like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, girl, girl. I was like, I'm sorry. Are you in the audience at like a sitcom right now? Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it's like you at like a taping, a uh, multicam taping. I was like, what the hell is happening? Um, I think it
1: was when she said that she um she has natural breasts and that oh. <laughs> she has natural breasts and that she wants a reduction but that before she was married men were only attracted to her because of her breasts
0: absolutely oh my god that is so girl I, it just okay first of all i also want to talk about how This woman went over, like, a brief list of, like, the things that men look at and what you have to watch. And then one of them was, like, she was very pointed about, like, weight. She's like, guys want a girl that's in shape. And she's like, I'm guilty of this myself. Carrying a little extra weight. And now, if I could describe her, like, she was, she looked like a box. (laughs) Like, she she looked like an Amazon box.
1: (laughs) Malls, you can't put that on there.
0: No, I don't mean that in a way. It's just, like... This is a, You cannot judge women like that. You cannot say, I want to kill this bikini girl or I want to like, or, you know, you need to get in shape because, and she kept contradicting herself and say like, of course, I don't do that in my life, but I'm married already. You're not. And, like, it's like, you know what, bitch? You're not better than me. Like, you're not dressed correctly for your body. You're not, like, you don't... What do you know about life? Her
1: entire MO, though, was that if you're married, you've, like, accomplished it all. Everyone who was there was, like, working towards that. That was the whole... No.
0: And, like, by the way, so we found two other trolls. Like, we found other trolls. Well, no. Okay,
1: so about, I don't know, 30 minutes in... I get a D. Uh, meanwhile, Muls and I are live tweeting this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Every sexist comment, every crazy thing that happens,
0: and we were kind of dying too because no one else there was reacting to the stuff that we were reacting to. And right? I was like, "Can can one of these women please show that they've like have some sort of feminist narrative in their life? Like, please, just like yeah." So have a feeling,
1: I get like a DM that says. Um, sorry for awkwardly staring at you from across the room, but I knew I recognized you. And it was a girl who works at Bustle, who follows me on Twitter, who was there writing about it for Bustle. Um, although they were sort of known to Susan and her team, and Miles and I were secret trolls.
0: Yeah, and, well, also we went into this and, like, we've been definitely saying on Twitter, like, we're going to a Crystal's matchmaking event, and we know people in Batch Nation, you you more so. Yeah. And, like, we were talking about whether or not we should, like, come out, like, beforehand. Like, say, like, hey, we're going to be attending this Because,
1: event. like, I could – then I could have interviewed them and whatever. But I was like, you know what? If they're not down, then I will just pay and go and have the own experience for myself.
0: And, like, journalistically speaking, now that you've done this and you are going to be speaking about her in your book, like, you can also reach out to her after the fact and say, like – I'm going to. Yeah. So – um Anyway, we'll leave that up. So mm-hmm. there's also this other girl, Right with her and she's her version of malls with the bustle girl. Like she also works at bustle and she was like, "Oh, I'm just going to go with you on this random freak show thing." They drove down here from New York. I'm kind of on. we can't hang out with them tonight, but I have to say that once they revealed themselves, I was so soothed. Like I kept making eye contact with them throughout the whole thing, just being like, "You're hearing this shit, right?"
1: Let me just like tell you by the way that Malls' general mental state throughout the entire thing was extreme nervous wreck paranoia. <laughs> like freak it. she's like, Do you think we should leave? Do you think we should just take Pick up our shit and just get out of here. And I was like, no, dude, these people are not checking Twitter. Like, I don't think they have it. Like,
0: well, because the harder, more and more hardcore I got, the more I thought about how desperate a lot of these bachelor people are and that they might have some sort of Google notification or might search their own name on Twitter, even if you're not adding them. Oh, you thought Chris Souls would find out? I thought maybe either Chris would find out or or someone searching. Because, like, Susan is desperate, right? I mean, she appears desperate for. For publicity, for adoration, or whatever. And I'm sure she has people out there Googling that assistant lady or whatever that was pregnant. I'm sure that assistant lady that is pregnant is all up in her Google alerts. She is on Twitter searching social media. Does She's see gonna love that you're saying this now, the now then. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm... I mean, I don't mean it in a mean way. I'm just saying that, that if you are a woman who's trying to build a brand, like, that's probably what you're doing. Um, and so... And especially if you're Susan. Like, I just really got the vibe from Susan that she extremely gave a shit about <laughs> what people think of her.
1: Um, and you know why we knew that, maybe? Is because um, her advice about where to find eligible oh, men was maybe one of the highlights of the days. Of so, the day.
0: basically, the best way to find a guy is to spend... I did the rough math on some of the stuff she was saying. Minimum upwards of $20,000. Like, if you... Okay, so her number one thing is it's $7,000 to do a 10, 10...
1: sessions with her. 10
0: sessions with her. And, like, can I tell you, this woman has... I've never seen someone say less in a longer period of time. So I would be so frustrated if I was her client because I'm not sure she's going to give you... A different Susan shows up to those sessions. Like, I think it's more just more smoke being blown up your ass and vague contradictions. So... Basically, uh, she said that you should meet men at the Ritz-Carlton or Four Seasons in Lanai um, because that's where plenty of businesses send their eligible guys or who are traveling or whatever. They all, whenever you stay at a luxury hotel, it's full of rich, single men.
1: She also suggested, and this will, you know, really, you, you, you people in L.A. will understand this one, movie premieres.
0: You guys, movie premieres, which is hard. They're hard to get into if you are. Live in L.A. If you live in L.A. Even if you're like a fringe person in the industry. That <laughs> might things, have been
1: the most bad shit advice the there whole
0: day. There are things that have a cap. Like you can't just. And she started to say that. Oh, yeah. And I sponsor movie premieres now. And I'm like. Yeah. Which one? What? It's like what indie film is that
1: about matchmaking? Like
0: also like do they take sponsors like isn't the sponsor the fucking studio like sometimes they take sponsors they do but it's like
1: toyota you know yeah yeah yeah. so it was super super bizarre and so yeah so she said that and then so understandably someone in the audience was like well we live in maryland how the fuck do we get to go to a movie premiere and she was like you can join these high-end concierge services that will get you into like cool clubs and restaurants and like elite events like premieres and like And
0: like, yeah, get get you out of town, girl. Like, well, that was the thing is that a lot of her advice was like, you know what, you're gonna have to like hit the ground, like you're gonna have to go to L. A., you're gonna have to go to New York,
1: and like, she's oh, but she said that she was like, you you should live where you want to attract a man. I don't care if it's a hole in the wall in Beverly Hills.
0: Is that seriously what she fucking said? Yes. Oh my god, I must have just blacked that out because I was so horrified. A hole in the wall in in Beverly Hills. Hills. Oh, yeah, because, you know, those little shitty hole-in-the-walls in Beverly Hills. Like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Also, that is the worst dating advice I have ever heard, which is go take a vacation to L.A. and, and meet a guy there. Like, that's insane. They're For, saying
1: move there and live in a hole-in-the-wall. But
0: she also said, like, you could travel. Like, you go and do an event. Like, through this concierge thing. Like, let's say like you go on a fabulous vacation to L.A. And you go out there and you hustle to do these things.
1: Um. Uh, let's talk about Orly. What? Orlando Bloom?
0: Oh, Orly! Oh my God, I'm dying that you called him Orly because I was laughing about that, and I, I had a poster in college that said Orly on it. Oh. Um, listen, she met Orlando Bloom at a party a few years ago, and, right? And he was looking, and he just <laughs> broke up with Katy Perry. But the important thing to remember is, is these that guys, these guys, they're just normal guys. They're just people. Yes. And, like, also...
1: Um, Suddenly you find yourself among them and you're like, how many times can I take a picture with Brad Pitt?
0: Yeah, because Orlando Bloom is dying to get with a 45-year-old single woman from Bethesda. That's totally his jam. And I'm not age-shaming. I'm being fucking honest. Like... He was just with Katy Perry. You... Naked swim boarding paddle thing. the thing is is that it's what makes me upset about it is that you take these people that are desperate for advice and this is why I feel like someone like Tony Robbins is not, is like actually pretty helpful for oh, a lot totally. of those people that are lost outside that need help like there's plenty of people that need help out there but he gives them actual useful tools all this woman did was take a bunch of women take their money and fucking delude them for an entire day. Like, it was just upsetting to me. And also, like, kind of knocked down a lot of their worth. And, like, I... I, One of them that, like, stuck out to me that really was, like, when I tweeted it, people were, like, did you travel through space and time? Like, what the fuck is happening? And... She said, I don't think that you should have your realtor photo, meaning like your professional photo where you're in a blazer or whatever. Susan said this. Susan said this. She said, you shouldn't have that on your dating profile because it, a man will think of you in the boardroom. And he doesn't know uh, really of you. What of you fighting the boardroom? Negotiating in the boardroom is what she said. And then she said something about, like, no guy wants to picture you, like, bossing people around in a boardroom. So I decided to ask our driver, who, by the way, was a very woke man. He told us one of his favorite shows is Girls. <laughs> it was very interesting to, like, have this somewhat older black man being like, did you see Girls This Week? Um, but he's. I said to him, sir, I said... When you see a picture of a woman in a blazer, how long does it take for your mind to go to her arguing in a boardroom? And he was like, oh, pretty quickly. And I was shocked by that. And I was like, and that's a turnoff for you? He was like, no, not at all. He's like, I think she's a boss or something like that. And I was like, exactly. I feel like more, more guys are like that. And Chris Souls, his whole thing was saying, We have to get to Chris. Okay. So Chris Souls was there, but one of his main things was that he finds it very attractive when a woman is steady in her career, knows what she wants to do. If he had to choose between a woman who's kind of floundering in her career or a woman who's at the top of her game, he would choose a woman who's at the top of her game. Right. So, here are some other things we should talk about. I think we should talk about the lunch. So, we got a free lunch, you guys. i saw you. Oh, yeah, because I'm really upset about it. All I took from the lunch table was, like, two pieces of, like, what I assumed was salami, some sort of like spiced meat and then three pickles. And I had, uh, took one bite of a cinnamon bun earlier in the day. I think I have a picture of my lunch and I will post it to the Instagram because it's disgusting looking. And then the local news anchor walks by and she goes, Oh, of course you're from LA. If you eat like that, like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that famous salami and pickle diet that we're all on out in LA. Um, But there was nothing to take from this table. So we were promised a lunch and I knew it was going to suck. And I was hoping because it was at like a country club that maybe it would be a catered situation where there's like, at least it's like Italian food and there's like meatballs and pasta or whatever. Just like something delicious. But it was a sandwich station. But before you got to the sandwiches, you had to stare at, I would say, an assortment of roughly eight salads that either were very heavy in egg or mayonnaise or potentially both. And that's the, that's something that I that triggers me. It makes me upset. I mean, when I was explaining this to our Uber drivers like, "Why does that trigger you?" And I was like cuz I don't know what the fuck is in some creamy salad in like this random place. Like no one here like the newscaster was like going hard on that salad and like, to the point that this Amy and I just had to skip her in line to get to the deli tray. I was it was just really bad. Like picture the bad pastries, like the caraphs of coffee, like you know, there was some iced tea and water available to us. And they handed out at, at one point when Chris came out, they handed out these like half a glass of champagne for each of us so that we could do a toast. And um, just speaking to the quality of it, I feel like if I paid $89 today and I'm going to get half a glass of champagne as, as an, a part of that, can you please not get Andre? Like, it was the grossest champagne I have tasted in ages. Amy doesn't drink, but I drank hers, too, because trust me, I was terrified. Now, this is where we have to, like, go back a little bit and talk about also why I was a shivering mess, which is when Chris Soules came out. And which, wh-
1: let's be clear, was the highlight of my day. Yeah,
0: because Amy's obsessed with Chris Soules. So. He looked really hot. He looked good in person. He was wearing not really...
1: High- he Fine, he was not your type, but he, he had, like, nice... He had, like, a blue blazer, like, some gray slacks, and, like, cool dress shoes.
0: It's not, it wasn't, it, yeah, it's not, like, deniable that he was an attractive man. He yeah. looked well put together. Um, but, uh, oh, so that crystals comes out. A security guard comes over, taps Amy on the shoulder, and he's like, you can't record. And she's like, I'm not recording, I'm taking notes.
1: Because I had been typing, uh, notes on my laptop the whole time, which Susan had no problem with.
0: Yeah. And plenty of people had like notebooks or whatever with them. And I, and my thought is kind of like, why is she taking notes? Like, well, we paid $89 for a seminar. Like that is a very common thing to write down things that you've learned at a seminar. They shouldn't call this a seminar.
1: Right. So, so yeah. So I was sort of like, well, like he's like, I was like, well, who are you? And he's like, I'm security. And I was like, for who? Like, and then I went over to talk to the Woman who was sort of in charge, and and I basically I just decided it would be better to transition to good old pen and paper and take notes that way, and no one seemed to have an issue with that. But after the fact, Malls felt like we had been sort of singled out, I guess, as as
0: potential threats because we also had our our names like on this list, and like you know, let's say I'm Susan, I would not put it past the bitch, you know, her newscaster friend would say to her oh, two girls flew in from L.A. for this just to, like, you know, fluff her nuts or whatever. And then <laughs> <laughs> then I could totally see her Googling everyone on the list. And, like, she knew about the Bustle people. Right, she, But the Bustle
1: people, like, e- emailed and asked to go.
0: Exactly. But yeah. she had no idea that we were there. All she knew is that we were two girls. And I also... the. Com- Look, when I'm, you say you're from LA, and people ask what your job is, it's very obvious what they're angling for. Like they want to hear that you work in the entertainment industry, and then they want to like make a situation of it. And I always think it's really embarrassing to even be to even be in the entertainment industry in any capacity. So I, she when she asked the newscasters, like, "So you guys are from LA? What do you do out there?" I was like, um, "I'm a freelancer." And she was like, "What kind of freelance?" And I was like. For commercials.
1: I'm just looking down so hard at this point. I'm like, well, she's she's going this route.
0: She's except going this route. For commercials. And then she goes, because I wasn't going to say I'm a writer. I just felt like it would just put too much also. It would put us on blast. Like, we needed to seem like we had no reason to be there or nothing to gain from being there except seeing Chris Souls with our own eyes. Be- me saying that I'm there for the adventure um, and to get some love advice from Susan. And if we say we're writers, like, obviously that's tips our hat. And, like, I just didn't want to get thrown out. I didn't want to be Googled. I didn't want to, like, have to say, like, anything. Right? Because, like, obviously I'm going to go home and talk about it on a podcast. I have a fucking stream of about 50 tweets of me ripping this woman's entire business. Um, and then half the other, half the other tweets are just, like, just the oddity of, so many of the people in the room just so odd, um, but so she keeps pushing and she's like, "So, like, what do you do for commercials?" I was like, "Oh, I was like, I, I said they bring me in sometimes." I said it's a freelancing. So then she comes up to our table, stands directly in front of me, and she's like, "So, is a SAG? Is it a SAG after thing?" And I said, "I'm WGI." I said it's not SAG after thing. And I said, "But it's commercials, and I'm brought it in on a freelance level, so I said it's a little bit different." she's like what commercials have you done and i said i have to sign ndas for everything i can't talk about that and she was like well tell me a commercial you've done in the past and i said it's an nda i can't talk about it like i just wanted her to i'm sh- lying up and walk away and like by the way like it's none of your fucking business what i do for a living like congratulations like you wanted to announce to me like you're you're we asked her why she was there she's like well i'm a local newscaster." Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to say the name of the station because I just feel like we're going to get... I don't want to be mean to her personally, but she was a pain in the ass. Um, okay, so what kind of... So, Chris Souls,
1: when he... When before I got sort of in trouble, but not really for taking notes. He
0: comes he out. He comes out,
1: and Susan's first question for the man, who was supposed to be teaching all of us poor souls soul set, Uh, teaching all of us, um, you know, what a guy as great as him wants in a woman, is what is your favorite Disney character?
0: Um, yes. And then, and so she goes, what, like Aladdin or something? And he's like, I don't know, maybe Hercules? And then... He didn't say that. Yes, he did. And And then some woman in the audience said, no, like, what Disney princess do you like? And he was like, uh... If I had to pick a Disney princess to marry, I guess it would be Ariel. He said the mermaid? Ariel the mermaid or something like that. And he knew her name. And then he, or the little mermaid. Yeah, he called her the little mermaid. And then, I just, first of all, I couldn't get over the fact that one, the little mermaid is 16. Two, the little mermaid wears a bikini. Three, this man is actually saying what Disney character he wants to marry. And then I realized... What was
1: he supposed to do the first question these dummies asked?
0: First of all, he, he, no, but like, which one would I want to marry? Like, the answer, like, which what's your favorite Disney princess? It doesn't have to go to, yeah, this is the cartoon I want to fuck and marry. Like, it could be like, oh, I really... I thought I that's what
1: they're asking, like, which one do you think is the prettiest?
0: Oh, I thought they were maybe being like, which one do you admire for her Whatever, strength? it's on Susan, dude, because that's a weird place to start, but okay. It was weird,
1: but then... So then, the, basically, it was a Q&A, it wasn't, like, wait, him I giving I advice. can I finish my yes. fucking
0: bit about The Little Mermaid? Yes. I realized, while he was talking, that Ursula's main song, and that movie is called poor unfortunate souls <laughs> did you not connect that because that's no. exactly where my mind went continue go I mean you clearly want to run this this is your boyfriend your husband so then we had the QA
1: and it was all of what 15 20 minutes um, yeah the whole day was from 10 to four yeah um and so he basically – she was just asking him, you know, what was the heart – what was the actual so most she, insightful thing she asked?
0: So she was asking him, like, what he looks for in a woman. And he definitely was saying, like, someone with a kind heart. You can tell she was raised well. Um – the first thing he said was, like, well, looks, obviously.
1: Oh, right. She said, what What do you notice first in a woman? And he was, like, well, looks. Like, he was a little sheepish about it. But, like, honest, obviously.
0: Yeah. And, like, also, like, probably totally aware that, like, Susan needed him to say that. Because this entire thing is also about makeovers. We're about, sitting here with
1: fake lashes right
0: now, by the way. Oh, we yeah. Got we, got, we got fake lashes that were... I mean, the girls were so nice. I actually think the lash girls were probably the nicest people we interacted with today beside the bustle girls. But I... Dude, my fucking strip lash is half glued to my goddamn eye, and she made me shut my eyes to let the glue dry for like fifteen minutes. And I've got plenty of fake eyelashes on in my life. That's not how it works. Like, we'll get our weird. lashes in
1: LA. Hate, 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 but
0: I just am upset because I now have because you put eyeliner on me too, and now I have to redo my makeup for tonight. And I kind of was just gonna throw some more blush on and fucking call it a day. Now it's I have to so wash so my so- goddamn face. It's upsetting. It does upset me. Um, but, oh, oh, so he says looks, and then... And then he goes on to say, like, a kind heart. Like, you could tell she was raised well. Um, and then um, she talked to him about his dating life. And apparently before he was on The Bachelor, he was in a seven-year relationship. Did you know that? I did. So he was in a seven-year relationship that was super strong. He was engaged to her, he said. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was engaged. And then um, he they broke up. He went on The Bachelor... Uh, bachelorette or whatever, than, than The Bachelor. And that didn't work out either for him. He doesn't mention anything about Dancing with Stars. He doesn't mention any part of his life that, like, would also help attract women into his life. And she's talking to him about, like, what his dating life is like now. And he says something like, you know, uh, the type of women I'm attracted to, you know, a lot of times they're a lot younger um, no, he said, she asked what about the worst date. And no, that first he said a lot of times they're younger. And then, and then she goes on to say, what was your worst date ever? And he goes, actually, he's like, well, so, um, he's like, I asked this girl out and you know, this girl's like 19. I mean, she's young. Like, I don't even know if she was old enough to drink. And he's like, but I was really attracted to her. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, Crystals, you're in your fucking... He's like, I wasn't, uh, like, 35 back then. I was like, so what were you, 33? Like, is that better I than... thought
1: he said it was before The Bachelor, but maybe I was wrong.
0: No, it was dirt because he was in L.A. Uh, okay. So, he, um... There's no, like, apartment... Co- like, the, based on the story, there's nothing like that where he's from. Like, it had to either be in L.A. or another kind of big city. So... Beautiful 19-year-old girl decides to get shit-faced on the date. And he was talking about how she was nervous. And that's why I also think it was post-bachelor because it was almost like she was... Of course, she was nervous is what he said. And I'm like, well, why would someone be nervous to go on a date with you pre-bachelor? Like, you're a good-looking guy, but, like, not that... She's going out with a celebrity. That's why she was nervous. She drank two bottles of wine. He goes, this, like, 19-year-old girl, 98 pounds, drinking two bottles of wine. So I was like, okay, not only do we know now that she's 19... And that you he, facilitated her drinking underage. We also know that she's probably anorexic. Like it was the most, it was the most unfortunate series of reveals. So then he says, at some point, I realize my date gets up. She she's been gone for a while, and um, he's like, I kind of know what's happening. And I'm imagining to myself that if he kind of knows what's happening, it's probably she's puking in the bathroom, right? No, apparently. She was passed out on the sidewalk in front of the restaurant talking to herself. And he, you know, picks her up. He takes her home. And I guess she says to him, like, do you, I, he's like, she wanted me to come in. And so I go in. And I thought he was going to say I wanted her to come in. But I said, no, like, I think it's best if I just walk you to your door make sure you get in safe. And, like, like a decent person. Like, I started to be, like, is she even able to consent at this point? Like, are you about to have sex with a 19 year old girl who's drank two bottles of wine? Um, and then Chris Souls would never do that. Honey, I don't think you know Chris Souls. Like, I'm not saying that you're I, just out to get Chris Souls. I'm not, I'm saying that any man, in I his heard this story takes so out, differently, but keep going. Yeah, I know it was probably like delusional and he's probably, yeah. I, but like she said, okay, I'm bumping on 98 pounds. I'm bumping on the 19-year-old. What's Um,
1: wrong with her being... Is is he a douchey, like, typical guy who's attracted to really young, skinny hot girls? It is
0: absolutely inappropriate to date a night. It is... I don't know how you live with yourself if you're a 33-year-old man. Do you know how many guys do that? Do you... I don't think... Just because they do it doesn't mean it's right. I think those are all... He took her to dinner, dude, and she got hammered. And then he took her back inside, and he's like, and then I went inside of her place, and let's just say she had two guy roommates, and they were living, like, college students. I'm like, yeah, because she's 19. And he's like, and there was dog poop on the floor. And I was like, Um. I was like, okay, that is a shitty date. Like, but do you realize that you've just confessed to, like, two felonies? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I think it's very upsetting. You don't Judge have... Judge for yourself, listeners. You don't have any problem. When you were 19 years old... Okay, let's think about it this way. When you were, I would never put myself in that situation. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying as well, is that, like, I also feel like this girl lacks judgment of a certain kind, because I do think that, like, when I was 19 years old, I thought men who were, like, 26 were too old for me, and, like, gross. We don't know
1: enough me. of the details to be judging this.
0: Are you... You actually Seriously, are, you, I
1: thought that story was before the bachelor.
0: He said it was after my senior relationship. Why would she be after no, he he's he said because he was referring he said was saying that it wasn't between the relationship and the bachelor. It was after the bachelor. That's what I'm telling... I'm telling you, Amy. I swear on a stack of fucking Bibles. Go tweet at him right now. Go tweet your little boyfriend right now and find out that daddy's a big old pervert. Okay? Like,
1: I'm telling you. Do I think that he likes hot young girls? I'm sure. We're, like, inappropriate for his age. Yeah. Yeah. I Hmm. think
0: that that's porn culture and that's inappropriate and that if he's actually out there looking for love and this is a person that I'm supposed to fucking listen to about his values... I don't want to talk to no, him. No, we're not
1: supposed to listen to him about his values. That's we what he was brought up
0: for. This whole this yes, whole, but we, we,
1: you and I are not listening to him about his values.
0: I'm not saying that you and I are taking this to heart. Obviously, I'm a little weirded out that you're not also disgusted that a 30 something year old man is obviously raised in porn culture and probably wants to fuck a 13 year old with pigtails. But I do think that I the, think you're
1: jumping to conclusions.
0: The rest of the room is sitting there and taking this in as knowledge. And I think it's just... I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I think it's completely inappropriate that he went inside with her, knowing that she was underage, that he got her drunk.
1: We don't know that he was going inside to, like, have sex with her. He could have been going inside to, like, drop... Why are you even talking about this? I feel so uncomfortable. Why? Because we don't know any of the details. He was telling it as, like, this girl got wasted on a date and it was awkward.
0: Babe. But, like... The truth is in the details. No. Disagree. Ugh. All right, fine. Agree to disagree, but emotionally broken, Psycho's Nation, I would like you to reach out to me and tell me if you think it's fucking appropriate and if you heard that story. Now, you go ahead. You tell your story. How did you hear it?
1: I heard it as he said... Like, I told you. He, I heard it as he said it. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he took this... Like, he... Do I think it's gross that most guys around our age, even my age, I mean are attracted to young, hot things who have, like, nothing to offer.
0: Yeah. I think it's one thing to be attracted to them. I think it's another thing to 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 pretend like you're out there looking for love and you're asking out a fucking 19-year-old.
1: He said it was a few years ago. Whatever. I mean, after The Bachelor, you don't think these people, like, have sex with, like, anyone who offers? Yes, they do.
0: I know they do, but stop fucking pandering to a room full of desperate women and acting like this is a normal scenario. Like, this is not about... Like, hey, tell me about your crazy one-night stand. This is not about, like, oh, I want to know about what it was like for you after Dancing with the Stars. Like, how much poon did you get? Like, we were there to talk about love. But she
1: asked his worst date. What was he supposed to say?
0: I, I mean, look, if that's his worst date, that's his worst date. But it doesn't brand well. Like, nothing about that story brands well for me.
1: No, it's not a good story, but I don't think he's, like, a rapist.
0: I don't think he's a rapist either. I just think he's he makes him sound like a fucking creep, and the fact that he doesn't realize that. I mean, he seemed embarrassed when he was like she was, like, 19, and a couple people in the room was, were like, hmm. Like, a couple people had reactions to that, so I know I'm not alone in thinking that it's inappropriate for you to think that that's a dating partner.
1: I mean, I'm sure he didn't think of her as a dating partner. You're
0: not going to? I'm that? sure he
1: thought of her as something less than that.
0: Exactly, which is why I'm saying, like, when this poor girl's fucking shit-faced... This poor girl, she's
1: just... You don't think she has any responsibility for wanting to go out with an old famous guy? No,
0: not at... I think she does have responsibility for that, but I also think that when you're 19 years old, you make uninformed decisions, you act like a fucking idiot. She's essentially a child compared to him. Like, when I was 23, I dated a 32... I can't believe we've been talking about this to this extent. This is Emotionally Broken Psychos. This is what we talk about. We talk about the fucking psychology behind it, and I'm going to talk about it. When I was 23, I dated a 32-year-old, and now when I look back on that relationship and how much wisdom he had above me and how, basically, like, how much, like, I was just getting laughed at for being a 23-year-old girl that thought she knew everything but actually knew nothing. Like, that's how these older guys treat these girls, and I just don't think that's okay. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with having that porn culture ideal of thinking that it's, like, so hot to be with, like, a nubile, like, 18-year-old girl. Like, I don't think that, like... You know, barely legal slots isn't, like, a huge porn category for a reason. Of course it is. But, like, I just, I don't know. I really, it, it, it skeeved me. I'm i am triggered by it. I
1: I'm, can obviously see that.
0: I just don't know how you aren't.
1: I just I'm, think you overreact to stuff.
0: You think I'm so anti souls No, I'm just, I mean, we're doing a podcast. So I'm telling a story. I'm not going to be, like, passive about it. Like, no one's dear to people passively after hearing an outrageous anecdote. Like, wasn't that upset in the moment. Just
1: I just would have heard of it as like, oh,
0: it's a dumb guy anecdote. Not like, oh, God.
1: Like, he is a fucking terrible monster.
0: I don't think he's a fucking terrible monster. I do think he's a gross dude. And it bums me out when dudes are gross like that. And it I bu- guess I'm just so used to, like, thinking and that guys are absolute trash. See, I don't think that. I really don't think that. And I also think that there's a lot of good guys out there. And I think that this is just... My issue with the entire thing is that this person who is single who did not successfully carry on with his relationship with a bachelor for more than even 6 months is at a seminar telling a bunch of people who are desperate to find their soulmate desperate these odd stories i just think if anything it's like if i don't want people to think that's what men are and then susan just kept being like i mean chris is just So great. And at some point, Susan disappeared with Chris for upwards of an hour and came back and said that they had been slamming shots together upstairs. And I was like, all right, Susan, you need to chill. She was. Allegedly, she said that. I'm not, I don't want to get in trouble for anything. I'm just saying, I mean, maybe she was joking. Maybe the shots thing was a joke. Um, Didn't seem like a joke. But, you know, um, it did not seem like a joke. Um, Okay. Let me go over this a little bit more. Okay, so then there's a weird ser- series of events that happened after Chris Souls that we weren't told why they were happening. So I kind of got up- upset when I was looking at the schedule, and I realized at, like, 1.30, 1.45 or something, it said something like Boys and Girls Club of Baltimore or something. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, what? Why are we having, like, a charity meeting?
1: Well, earlier in the, in the like, wh- how you should be section, Susan had been, like, charity 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 like
0: men love it like yeah she's like you will find your man through your charity um but she didn't preface like i'm gonna introduce you to some local charities right so then someone from the department of social services shows up and tells us about this program they do for foster kids which is actually lovely but also incredibly like Not what people were there for. Like, everyone was a little bit confused because there hadn't been, like, a formal intro into what this was. Right. And
1: just, like, politely paying attention. And, like, and then in the middle of this, the people who had paid $550 for the package that included taking a picture with Chris souls outside in, like, some secret area kept having to leave. And so, like, this poor woman giving a presentation about, like, foster children, they're like, Julie Miller, like, please, uh, let's leave to take your picture with Chris. And it was just like, oh,
0: God. So, let's get to the beauty portion of the day. Now, should we talk about the makeover victims? Yes. Okay, so there was a package that you could pay for, and I think it was a little over 1300 bucks, And it might have even been, like, 1500 And sh- basically, what you would do is you'd get an extra day, you would have a one-on-one with Susan, you would um, meet with a wardrobe stylist, get a makeover... And also find your one signature look, which is, like, the look that, like, this is your date look, this is your work look. Three women come in, various ages, um, in dresses, once again, I don't even know where you would buy dresses like the ones I had. The light, they were
1: all very bright colors, which is your number one priority.
0: Yeah, there was a magenta, a red, and a blue. And the blue actually was really cute. I thought it was pretty cute for what it was. Yeah. The pink one was demented. It like, had, But describe the styles. Okay, so it's, like, Stepford wife meets, like, woman who wants to shop at a major department store but can't, so she's found some sort of strange in-between store. Like, I wouldn't, if, this is, this is where it also gets unfortunate, too, because these are the kinds of dresses I was looking at them, and I'm like, I would price that dress at twenty nine ninety nine, but you know it cost one hundred and fifty.
1: Oh, maybe more.
0: And like that really broke my heart.
1: Well, so so yeah. So they come out and they you know they have hair and makeup done. Their hair and makeup did look good, although it was very like the hair was like you know roller curls that haven't been brushed it out. It was kind dated, of. yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they had fake lashes. Their makeup was good. And these were, like, women over, I would say, 40. So
0: And, oh, also, she goes through each of, the, each of their shoes. Oh, this was like, really bothering me. Yeah, she goes, um, oh, she's like, she's got knockoff Enzo's, she's got Michael Kors, and she's got Jimmy Choo's. And they
1: were all Susan's shoes.
0: They were her shoes? Yes, that's what lady told me. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> Fucking trash. Are you telling me that these women had to walk around in Susan's worn shoes all day? (laughs) Were they chosen to be the models because that has her shoe size? Maybe. She
1: recruited these were just models showing the, the potential of the makeover. Um but yeah, she was like so, but like the whole thing, and and, and so oh, and the uh, reason the heels were a big deal is because she was like, some of my clients say that like they'll wear heels, but when I see the heels, they are like grandma heels.
0: Yeah, and and the other thing too is that she was so like being all about the brand really kind of killed me because once again, it's this stress and emphasis on like it takes a lot of money. To really get where you need to go in life. And, like, I understand. There's plenty of people out there with theories that guys are, like, really into shoes. And, like, they love seeing shoes. Um, I personally do not subscribe to that belief. I think that you should just always have... I mean, I'm wearing snow boots right now. But I think, in general, you should always have, like, a decent shoe on. Um, There's nothing... I mean, just for the sake of fucking arch support. But, like, I don't understand. I mean, why is this... I mean, how are you going to put these people... In that, in that dress that came from God knows what demented offshoot of dress barn that came from. Which
1: she was suggesting they were to work, by the way.
0: And she... Because we asked. We were like... So I was like, said, is this a first date look? Yeah. Yeah. That was you. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, this is a, a... You could wear this to work. This could be a first date. This could be whatever. Like, and like, that's what I think she means by signature look. It's just like, you can move through your life going... I mean, these are... This is the type of woman who would think it's fresh news to tell people how to take their daytime office look into a nighttime look, like just toss a, a blazer over just it, just take nice off sweater. Your, yeah, take off your blazer and put on a sexy cami. It's like, can you kill yourself, Susan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no,
1: don't I, do that, Susan.
0: I just no. My my problem with it is when I when I say like, can you kill yourself? What I ultimately mean is like, how. Can you live with yourself being such a fucking con artist for regurgitating information that contradicts itself? I said to Amy, I've never seen someone say absolutely nothing for 20 minutes while never stopping to take a breath. Like, well you should
1: give an example of that by saying like we asked some questions mm-hmm. and the answers we got back were very lackluster.
0: So, okay, we should also say, too, a good example of someone else doing this is how she said that, you know, you don't want to see a man in the boardroom. And, of course, Chris said the first thing he said was, like, I like a woman who's in her career and, like, all about it. And oh, you like, like something Chris said? She's like, see women? She's like, this is, what, she's, this is what men are looking for. They're looking for a woman devoted to her career. And I was like, why are – like, didn't you just spend a half an hour telling us that we need to play down our interests and our abilities and – Basically, not intimidate a man and make him think that we're like, because she also t- brought brought up like man hating and stuff like that a lot, and it was just very odd. It's like Susan, no one thinks you're a man hater. Stop saying this isn't a man hating thing. We you know fucking that. worship men. Yeah, like yeah. this is you. This is what you live for. Um. So, so we asked questions at the end. Amy asked a really good question, which which she, she couldn't wrap her head around. <laughs> Cause like obviously, I know. The, I was like, was I mom, But was I like, did I go on too long? Like, so essentially, well, it was a, it was a multi tiered question, and you, I mean, I don't know how complex of a thinker Susan is, but I she basically <laughs> said like, we're here today to like. <laughs> I just don't think I don't know how many layers she has. <laughs> so you were like, how am I supposed to like watch a show like The Bachelor and love that it's like a fantasy and these guys are going on amazing dates, but then in reality, like. You know, the guys these days are just kind of like, ultimately you were saying, how do I deal with a world where I'm supposed to watch The Bachelor and think of him as a great man and then we meet, bring him in today and we think he's a great man. Right. But ultimately we're all out there dealing with fuckboys who don't text you back. Exactly. So, Susan didn't understand the question. I had to repeat it. Because the plastic surgeon walked in halfway through. <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys, we're getting to the, more of the beauty soon. Um, but my question to her was that... Wait, what was her answer to me? it was a non-answer it was a non-answer it was a non-answer and then um another woman she said to some woman she's like so what's your biggest relationship issue and the woman was like um too fast too soon and I thought that was interesting because I have the opposite problem which is I usually like if I like if I like a guy and the guy likes me he goes way too fast like All of a sudden, you're hanging out all the time. He's like saying, I love you way too soon. I'm like, You don't even fucking know me. Like, all of this stuff. And Susan was like, Yeah, I mean, like, some people, it's like, That's the kind of thing you gotta work out for. She's like, A lot of people have mental illness. She's like, You gotta look for those fatal flaws. Or wasn't it? Yeah, you gotta look for fatal flaws. One of them is mental illness. She's
1: like, I'm not saying you can't date someone who has mental illness, but you gotta watch out for those fatal flaws.
0: Yeah, and then, um, then, uh, there was this amazing thing at the beginning. I totally fucking forgot about my first interaction with her of the day. So she says to some woman in the audience, she's like, so she's like, who do you call when you're upset? And the woman's like, my friend, Christy. And she was like, and why do you call Christy? And she's like, cause she listens to me and she makes me feel better. She can be very empathetic. And, um, Susan goes, so none of the, the thing, like the tall, dark, and handsome, none of that stuff is really in there. What you're really looking for in a partner is someone who can be empathetic, someone who can be kind. And I thought that was a very strange way, a strange way of analyzing it because what you look for in a best girlfriend is different than what you look for in a man. It should be anyway. Um, but then I thought about it, and I thought about myself, and I'm much more, like, internal than that. Like, it's very, it takes a lot for me sometimes to reach out when I'm having a bad day and say to someone, like, Today's been really hard, and I need to talk about it with someone. So I said, what if you don't call anyone? And she goes, oh, you're fucked.
1: <laughs> you're effed.
0: She, no, she said fucked. I thought
1: she said effed. Because she wouldn't even say fucked. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought I totally heard her say you're fucked. Well, it's the
1: same meaning. Yeah. I,
0: I know. but yeah. I, So anyway, I thought that was really interesting because it's like, there's, you can only be one type of person. Like, in her world. You can either be a person that's like, needs to get on the phone and vent. Or, you're fucked.
1: Or, like, a person who would never pose in a bikini, would never wear a blazer, would never... Like, there's all these rules.
0: Yeah. Um. So, back to the beauty portion of the day. After the...
1: Mals <laughs> is taking her eyelashes off. Because
0: they're fucking falling off my face. Yeah. So, there's... You know, it looks for a huge emphasis of the day. And I do think that, for a lot of women, they this is an important subject because looks are important. And I think there's a lot of things that women get wrong constantly. That's just good to know as a person, like who else in your life is going to tell you this, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So stuff like dressing for your body or maybe ditching like an older style. That's like not complimentary to you anymore. Dressing for your age, stuff like that. I do think that there's, there's some stuff that every person could but like use, use. Um, so she kind of taps into that st- stuff a little bit, but
1: so they have these like brow and lash consultation ladies come in.
0: A brow and lash. So we get like a full fucking presentation and everything comes with a presentation, by the way. It's none of, none of it's just like, and we've got complimentary brows and blah, blah, blah. Like I had to hear a 15 minute speech about microblading with like different photos. It's like of baby it.
1: girl. We live in LA. I've been thinking about getting microblading for the past six months. But Thank also you. like,
0: what does microblading have to do with finding a man?
1: Looking like prettier, Ugh.
0: yeah, I guess, and like, but just oh, whatever. It's just it was a commercial, and yeah. I was a little bit insulted that there's a fucking commercial in the middle of this thing that I paid to be at. Also, these were all Maryland services, none of which we I could know. ever. I know, yeah, and so then, uh, yeah, so I got my lashes done. They didn't fucking stick to my eyes, but those girls were lovely. Then, um. The plastic surgeon who was supposed to be there was running about an hour late or something. So Susan comes in, does her Q&A. Then I left when the plastic surgeon came on because he said two words that I cannot hear together. They make me physically nauseous. Fat grafting. And he was talking about how you can move fat around your body. He was talking about how his, what did he say his son-in-law does? Like something like, like cool sculpting or something. He works in Beverly Hills, by the way. Okay, uh, Beverly Hills trained. That's what he said. Beverly Hills trained. And I was like, okay. Is that a thing? I mean, I guess Beverly Hills is known to have the best plastic surgeons, and therefore probably they have better schools out there, um, but... Out
1: there, where we came from yesterday. Yeah. So long ago. I don't um, it does
0: feel like a million years. Yeah,
1: Miles left. I mean, I left pretty shortly after. He was basically just running through the services that the laser center where he worked offered, and, um, like, which were, like, Botox and... You know, and killers. she's
0: like, I've done Fraxel. She's yeah. like I've done Botox. And she's I've like, done
1: chest smoothing. I was like, what is that?
0: Yeah, she's like, I did smoothing on my chest. Um, I mean, I, I did, like when she's
1: kind of got like Paula Deen numerous times. Yeah, she yeah. got
0: very Paula Deen. Yeah. Um, but like it's, it's it's like a demented mix. It's like she does also she borrows a lot. So that thing that she said about being in a relationship for four seasons. Yeah, that's directly ripped from Doctor Laura. She also ripped about three things directly from Patty Stanger and also brought up Patty Stanger about three or four times. And higher. how they're
1: not competition.
0: Now, I realize that I referenced Dr. Laura quite a bit on Please Advise, but also I do it as, like, a fan. Like, I'm like – and also I'm not a fan. But I, I do think that she has some good nuggets in there. I totally agree with the Four Seasons thing, but I hated that she didn't credit her for it. And I, it really bothered me because I'm sitting there like – Oh, we're just supposed to think that Susan, this progressive thinker over here, is putting together all these things. And I mean, right, is she from New York? Like, where is she from? I don't
1: know. We should Google her. She's she a
0: local area? Oh, the,
1: she's starting um, a new business, which is like, investigate your date. Where you can oh, this find, makes me sick. Where you can find out if a guy is like a fraud or... Oh, tell them, tell them the anecdote about how we were in the D.C. area.
0: Oh my God, do you guys want to hear the most demented thing you'll ever hear in your life? Are you, by the
1: way, this suspicious about the people you date? I'm not. No,
0: I actually was going to raise my hand and say that, like, well, what if you're like me and you think it's absolutely gauche to Google your dates? Like, I just don't think that's a good way to find out information about anyone. And I also started to say, like, because when she was grilling people about the background checks, I raised my hands and I was like, let's say, like, the guy you're dating (laughs) was, like, peeing outside when he was 18. And he got thrown on the sex offender registry list. And I said, is this something that, like, you take to him and say, hey, like, you should, you know, like, I said, where's the room for forgiveness? I said, if you can't just snap, have a snap judgment. What if someone got, like, a DUI when they were young? A youthful mistake. And she goes, well, you don't look out for the one DUI. You look out for the three <laughs> DUIs. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how many DUIs is too many. Because for me, it's kind of the one. Um, but... You know, someone's 19 and they do something so fucking what I find it very creepy that she said this. But then and then she says, and another thing that you guys have to think about, because we're in the area. This literally makes no sense. No, because we're in the area, is that you might be dating someone who's in the CIA. And if he's in the CIA, he's reading your emails. (laughs) It's like, like, so just delete everything. Delete
1: like your profile, you know, keep everything unlocked. I'm like, if he's in the CIA, deleting your Facebook ain't helping you,
0: sweetie. And also Susan, who in this room do you think is secretly dating someone in the CIA? (laughs) Like, who in this room? Your friend across from me? The 36 year old, 52 year old? Um, She was so sweet, though. You know, there was a lot of pain in that room.
1: She didn't even. Well, she kept saying that, like, her real breakthrough method, if you were to follow up with her, was that she will make you cry, and that until she makes you cry, you won't have learned anything about yourself. But no one even came close to bridging that emotion.
0: And also she kept saying, like, these generalizations that really bothered me and also just, like, kind of, like, spoke to what she thinks of these people, which is that, you know, she, ob- she obviously looks down on all of us. That was definitely the vibe. That was the way she spoke. I don't think she liked that either of us challenged her a couple times and said, like, but wait, doesn't that, you know, she didn't like any of it. Can you but-
1: imagine if we really had, like, spoken our mind?
0: I'm like, not. if I had been,
1: like, you don't think a woman who wears a bikini respects
0: herself? Well, like, I was going to say at some point... No, and that the, the thing is, is that she would have come back at you and said, I do think she does, just not on your profile. Guy sees that, he's going to sleep with you, one and done. Like, and it, like she would have come back at you with some bullshit like that. Which, yeah. As opposed to just saying, like... You know, I mean, there's plenty of people that have pictures of them in a bathing suit. Like, what if you're fucking wakeboarding? Or what if you're, like, doing something cool? And there was a woman who said... So you said we should post pictures of ourselves doing our interests and hobbies, right? And Susan was like, absolutely, yes. And she's like, well, what if my hobby is horseback riding and I post a picture of me and my horse? She's like, just don't post a picture of you making googly eyes at your horse. (laughs) I think that was when I maybe did the loud laugh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, there were so many. Um, But back to before that, there was, what was I leading up to? She looks down on everyone. She's obviously looking down on all of us. There's that. Um, But, oh, this whole section that she did that was like, here's the thing. Your friends lie to you. No one in your life is going to tell you the truth about what's wrong with you. I do that. I'm going to tell you. You look desperate. You need to lose weight. Yeah, you drove him crazy, blah, 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 like all that stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, all of my friends talk to me like that. Like, if and I talk to my friends like that. Like, if I see my friend doing something detrimental and they're not getting the results they want, like, I am the friend who's definitely going to say to you, well, then maybe you shouldn't just fucking DM a guy that you haven't met, like, an article on gaslighting. Like, you guys haven't even gone out yet and you're already accusing him of psychologically manipulating you. Like, I will definitely say shit like that to a friend. Or I'll definitely say, like, you know, I had a friend that, like, I was worried about their health. And I said, like, you know, are we gonna do the fast food thing forever or are you gonna like start working out harder because I was worried about my friend's health and like I think that that's okay and I don't and it wasn't a slam on his body or anything like that it's just there's certain times that you if you are a good person you say that things those things to your friends and just the random assumption that none of these people have anyone in their life that tells them the truth I thought was really rude. She also was like
1: your friend's They'll help you murder the guy and bury the body, but you can't trust
0: him. Oh, yeah. I think I think we both laughed about yeah. that. I think we both laughed really hard. They'll no, help you murder and bury the body. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I just, it, everything was from, I mean, again, I kept getting these comments on Twitter, like, what zone, time zone did you travel to today? And it, like, this, in in the 80s or 90s, this would be considered probably groundbreaking advice. Like, this, Susan might have been on Oprah. With this shit. That's
1: so disturbing,
0: dude. Do you really think that? Because I really think that, like, that, do you know, like, how close I thought she was to saying the word feminazi or something like that? Like, do you understand, like, even, like, five years ago what the dialogue surrounding women (laughs) was, like? Oh,
1: wait. One of my favorite quotes of the day. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry if you're religious, but you've got to have sex. Stop denying you want to have sex as much as hate is. Yeah. yeah. So she's sorry if you're religious, but you better throw those morals out the window First and get all, down like,
0: to bone a, in. That's an Ashley I slam. Um, <laughs> two, like, no. No, you don't have to have sex. What were you going to say? Um, the engagement ring thing. Oh, okay. So then she pulls up this line. Again, everything is like a non-statement. So she says, um, don't hint. Men, you never want to give a man hints. And I was thinking, like, about a ring, for example. She's like, never hint about the ring. And I'm sitting there thinking, because, like, yeah, because that's super tacky. And, like, usually if you are going to get engaged, like, you and the man are on the same page. And, like, she continues on. She's like, don't tell your friend. Don't tell your guy friend that knows him. Don't tell blah, blah, blah. She's like, you. And I. so then we start to realize, oh, she's saying, ex-, and you go, you mean explicitly ask for the ring. And I was like, and I raised my hand. And I was like. So, like, what time, when do you start demanding the engagement ring? And she's like, we're going to get to that later. Guess what? Never got to that later. She said I was jumping ahead. I'm like, sweetheart, this isn't a textbook that I've read ahead three chapters, okay? Like, this is some fucking bullshit PowerPoint slides, and, like, your assistant isn't even paying attention. Like, I loved how the assistant kept fucking up the slides, and, like, we'd see the whole <laughs> next thing. And so I'm like, Susan, just end what you're saying. We already saw the next slide. We already she had, be like, go back. back, go back. Go <laughs> back. It was so rough. It was rough. And I do have to say, one thing that I was I enjoyed about it is that... Yeah, let's try to be... This was so negative. Do we have any... Do we learn I actually know. anything? What I was going to say is also negative, but one thing I liked about <laughs> it was that it wasn't... Um, it didn't seem culty with her employees. Like, it seemed like her employees liked her, but it didn't seem like they worshipped her. Like, the way that everyone who works for Tony Robbins, like, fucking worships him. Um, and they practically just work for him to get free treatment. Like, right. I did like that. It wasn't like everyone was like, Oh, Susan, like that would have really broken my back. Um, did you learn
1: anything? Miss positivity? (sighs) Um, it's really stretching me to think of this. I'm going to think, I'm going to think. Oh, there was one thing where I was like, maybe. Well, so, so her big, like, thing, and some awesome lady at the end was, like, she wants everyone to have a dating action plan, mm-hmm. um, and think about what they, what they, what their non-negotiables are, but those non-negotiables can't be superficial, so, like, loving dogs. Yeah. Uh, can't be all that. But, um, I did sort of, like, it just was a, I guess it was a good reminder of, like, demanding what you want and, like, not feeling... Like, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, if you're not up front about your expectations with someone, you know, be it in the zero- to three-month range or not, uh, or past that, you're not going to get it. So, maybe think about that.
0: Okay, and I enjoyed learning a little bit about Baltimore's foster care system. (laughs) That would be my favorite thing I took away. Also, I'm going to tell you, I think she was slamming me personally when she came back in the video. She, she made us watch one of her YouTube videos and it's about how, Oh, is your pet stop keeping you from finding love? Which one in my case, absolutely. Yes. Like absolutely. Yes. Like guys don't want to deal with a chihuahua. I understand this, but, um, she comes back and shows this YouTube video and she's like, see guys. And it's this demented video of her, like coddling her dog and like kissing its face. And, she did say... I mean, she kind of, like, let us in on the production part. She's like, this turned out to be the best video of the day. She's like, this was the last video of the day I did. she I film totally it today? No, I think that she films, like, she'll, like, do drills, and she'll, like, film, like, 20 videos in a day and change her outfit between each one. That's kind of what she was alluding to.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Do you think she lives in New York?
1: I don't know. If we're done with this, we're going to have to, like, do a little deep dive on Susan.
0: Yeah. Okay you guys. So that was basically a brief overview. You know I could talk about this for another hour, but apparently Amy thinks I'm negative. Um Amy, this is the show where we like dive into psychology. So sorry No, I'm just got, saying like did we Sorry, in- I got all heated about Chris Souls taking a 19-year-old girl <laughs> drunk as fuck back to her house, but that's fine. Um he, oh, You I, can't, have, I just, can't
1: bring it up again. I can't bring it up again.
0: Just tell me why you love him.
1: I don't think he's a bad. I just don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's like a I don't malicious think he's a bad person. He's not either. malicious.
0: I don't think he's a bad person either. I didn't say I think he's a bad person. But you were implying that he was taking
1: a nineteen-year-old wasted back into her house to do something with her.
0: I mean, at least I mean, it, just let her go to take her. Just she has two roommates that you met. Send her to bed. Like, How do we know he didn't? I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. He went inside. <sighs> Was he supposed to let himself back out after she passed out drunk on her back? I mean, yes. I, okay, cool. Well, I, um, I don't think he's a bad person at all. I think I like to review about it because I think he's a very conservative person and I don't agree with his politics and I didn't particularly find him to be an amazing bachelor. But, um, the only thing that bothered me about it was that. Again, there was a lot of pain in that room. A lot of women were there as a last-ditch effort. There were single moms there. There was people that were just, like, older and had never really found that opportunity. I did want to, at one point, raise my hand and say, at what point should a young woman start to panic about not finding love? That would Um, have been a good question. I'm curious about that as well. (laughs) Yeah. Because it seemed like, you know, she was setting up a lot of people in their, like, 70s and shit like that. Some of her clients are much, much older. And... Everyone has to be wealthy and like, of course, this was at a country club. It's a nicer area of Baltimore for sure. I asked the guy that was driving us, he said like, what is this like an upper class area? But I just didn't really get in a very moneyed vibe from the room and that made me upset because I feel like once again, these women are told they're not good enough and they've clearly already been told that enough and Not everyone gets to sit there and, like, go back to their hotel room and laugh about it and, like, do a podcast or live tweet. Like, a lot of these women are walking back into the world being like, well, I have to get pretty, I have to lose weight. Right,
1: which is why why you wanted to do a podcast about it and which is why I want to write about it in the book. Because I don't think that even if she had been giving, you know, even if, like, we agreed with more of her philosophies or... I, I just don't think that you should pay money to go to a dating boot camp to take anyone's advice about how to... Find a man like um, no one knows like what are these like tried and true anecdotes? I mean, it should be about being your best self. Not that's about, what to like, say, yeah. yeah.
0: Like go like go work on yourself is the best way to find a man. Right, to, like be the best person you can be. Um, okay, guys. That being said, we're single. <laughs> oh my god, that's probably just broke everyone's ears. Um, and line included. But I love you, girl. Thank you for inviting me to do this. It was a absolute. Roller coaster. I mean, it was just everything. It was a lot.
1: Um, I hope Susan doesn't sue us.
0: She absolutely can't sue us because we didn't say anything that she didn't say. That's true. And I said that allegedly she, she might've said that she was drinking the shots of crystals. That's, what did she say when she was, cause I was getting my eyes. She, she said, I'm, she said, I, I had a couple shots. She said, I had a shot upstairs. And so it might be, it might be going in my brain right now. And why would, do you think she proposed the shots or he did? I'm guessing that it seems like when these bachelor people show up, they just have liquor sitting out there for them. Right. And I feel like Susan also was a woman who probably likes to have fun. She does. She did strike me that way. Yeah. Like, you can see Susan getting turned at a party or something. And, like, by the way, again, like, this is no slam to her professional reputation or anything else. Like, I'm just, I'm sure that Susan works wonders for some people. I'm not calling her lush. I'm not saying anything bad about her in that regard. So, there's no way we can get sued for this. All we're doing is reliving our authentic experience. And while we were told we couldn't record during the show. We uh, record after. It, yeah. There's I just, no one can no one can take my story from me.
1: I keep feeling so bad for that lady who paid seven thousand dollars.
0: Because like it's just the thirty six year old across from us. I
1: just who suggested that I read a book called
0: God Wings. I know. Well and then the other sad thing too is that she kept talking she's like she almost us like almost as a brag. She's like, you know, I was engaged once and I'm like, is this like so you you're just you're running up the pure power and steam of knowing that it is possible for someone to love you to that extent. Like do you not know that? Like also you didn't marry you-, you didn't marry him, so obviously it didn't work out. Like what Is there a train outside? It's like a tracker's like. Oh my God, that sounds so crazy. You guys I'm using a new recorder and um, it's effective. Dude, it is fucking effective. I'm actually kinda low-key horrified to see what happens tonight at the meetup because I'm probably just gonna put this in the center of the table and let people talk.
1: Do you think that at the meetup we should just like tell everyone all of this knowledge we've learned?
0: I mean, yeah, off mic. But when <laughs> we're recording, I mean I don't think these poor if if I if I'm lethargic after listening to it once and then repeating it once, I I think that no one in the audience needs to hear this. No, I just hope that, like, everyone in Maryland can get a little piece of Susan. Oh, Suze. Um, you guys, I do think she's based in New York, by the way. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Amy, where can people find you on social?
1: Amy K. Bye. in L.A. And you can read all of our live
0: tweets about the day if, in case you feel like we, you didn't get enough. And also, you guys, I am so excited for Amy's Bachelor book to come out. It's going to be so fucking good. Like, I was turning to her during the thing. I was like, this is going to be the best chapter of the book.
1: Just so you know, I've been to other Bachelor events. This was a highlight, but the other ones were quite interesting as well. So, stay tuned.
0: <gasps> Wait, we didn't talk about the stalker. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll end with this. Amy, tell uh, tell people what happened with the stalker.
1: We heard that Chris Souls had a stalker there and pointed her out to Susan. Um, and that she's been to, she messages him and reaches out to him frequently. And the saddest part is that I at first thought he might be alluding to me. <laughs> but he wasn't. He wasn't.
0: I mean, I just can't even imagine being crystals thinking you're away from all of it for a day. And then you get there and your fucking stalker is sitting there waiting for you.
1: Waiting to hear all you, what you want in a woman so she can change herself.
0: Mm, my God. All right, you guys. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.